0: Adam, I'm positive you're probably tired of answering this question, but I'll ask it anyway. We'll get it out of the way. Give us a description on broomball. How how would you explain broomball to someone
1: who's been an uninitiated watcher? Uh, Broomball is a combination of uh, hockey and soccer, Uh, mostly hockey. Uh, But you're you're not skating on ice. You're actually running on ice with special shoes. Uh, and instead of a puck, you're using a big or bright orange ball and a special stick, a broom ball stick. Uh, all the rules are pretty much the same as hockey in terms of all the penalties and stuff like that. There's a couple of little differences. Uh, the biggest difference with the ice is uh, instead of blue lines being offside, it's your red line now. Okay. So that's a big difference there for people to adjust to. Right. Uh, in terms of soccer, uh, it's like soccer because you can kick the ball. And uh, the penalty shot, you actually line up like a penalty kick for, for soccer and that. So, okay. Similar to other sports, but completely different zone aspect. Where, where's the history of it? Where, where is its roots? Uh, now, that's a good question. That People are still trying to figure out to today. Oh, okay. Uh, it was created back in the day uh, on the Army base. The guys uh, on their time off, these go around the uh, pond with normal uh, brooms. Yep. Uh, they used to dip them in wax to get them hard. And, uh, yeah, they go, go out on the ice with their uniform boots on and slip and slide all over the place. With
0: just a corn broom, like just a, just a regular old, we might be sweeping out the kitchen kind of broom? Yeah, that's correct, yeah.
1: So very humble roots, one might say. Yes, yeah. See, uh, broom ball is not just a sport. It's actually a community. Uh, everybody knows everybody. I know okay. a lot of people across Canada that involved in sport and stuff okay. like that. What we consider ourselves a, a community. Family, almost, type, type sports. So. Well, I think a lot of sports
0: would like to say that, but why is it
1: different for broomball? Why is that? Uh, well, I, I think it's because uh, we're a smaller smaller organization Okay. Uh, in broomball. Uh, back in the 70s, we were actually going to be in line to be a Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. And what happened was uh, one of the uh, uh, athletes got uh, the gold medal, got dope tested and got his medal stripped from him so all new olympic sports got put on a back burner so ever since that happened our participation level slowly went down and as participation went down Everybody got a little more closer, okay. trying to build the sport up, and I think that's why everybody says that about broomball.
0: So, Adam, you just—if it was going to be an Olympic sport, then clearly it's played in other countries other than Canada. So, what's our role internationally in the world of broomball?
1: Uh, Canadian role uh, is actually pretty big. Uh, okay. Canada and the U.S. are the two biggest uh, countries in the world that hold broomball. Okay, uh, there is 16 or 14 other countries that actually have broomball. Okay, uh, every two years there is a world tournament uh, that's it's held around the world. Uh, this year in 2018, it's actually held in Minnesota this year, so okay. that'll be good. Um, it's uh, our, our role is big. It's it's we, we keep it going really. Okay. Uh, the International Federation of Broomball is located. Some people are in Canada and U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. is pretty big for brimble as well. So they organize it all, and they, they reach out to other countries, Australia, Japan, Italy, uh, uh, Switzerland. Uh, there's a few other countries too.
0: Okay. So it, it, every two years when they hold the world championships, who's at the top of the podium? Who are the teams or who are the countries that everybody's chasing?
1: Uh, it's, it's usually last year, last time it was Italy. Italy is a really good team. They actually oh, stepped really? their game up over the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Um, see, the, the world tournament is actually a, um, an invite okay so any other team can go uh usually you have 10 teams from canada roughly and then you usually have a few teams from u.s and then one from italy two from australia sure and the other other countries only have some one or two teams but right. canada and us and pretty much all the teams okay and yes the u.s there's a lot of good teams down there they're usually pretty competitive and stuff like that uh in ontario and quebec the, is really big out there they're mm-hmm. super competitive there as well and as you get farther west and east of Ontario and Quebec, its participation level is quite low. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It does,
0: okay. My, my brief history with the sport is that it, it also has strong
1: rural roots, that there's lots of rural communities uh, that have teams in play. It's actually funny that uh, you say that because actually Broomball is bigger in smaller communities than it is in a larger city. It like, is. Like Calgary, oh, okay. Toronto and that. Yeah. Uh, now my role as president for the Calgary Broomball Association is is to build the sport back up. Sure, for Calgary, now, there's a lot of people in Calgary. I'm sure I can get enough teams <laughs> together to to have an actual league again. So, but yeah, smaller communities like I'm from uh, Corner Brook, Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, I played the sport since I was 12 years old. Uh, it was really big back then. And again, smaller community, smaller gets for some reason. I guess uh, it comes back to that community type game and family type game that everybody likes about it. So. I, I Well, and I also think, and
0: I don't know maybe I'm being romantic about this, but places like the arenas and and community centers tend to have more importance in smaller centers and that tend to get used more and and multi purpose you know figure skating hockey and ring at and broomball i mean every that 's where
1: everybody goes right that's correct uh, now the problem with broom ball here in Calgary is yeah. that it's actually hard for us to get ice time here, I bet because uh, hockey dominates ninety percent of it, yeah. Um, but for some reason, the Cal- city, city of Calgary always looks towards mm-hmm. us and hey, guys, you need ice time this year. Uh, we always get first dibs on it because Broomball has been playing at a Stu Henry Arena oh. for about 40 years now. Okay. So it's like uh, almost like grandfathered in for us to get the ice time. Right. Uh, but if we ever cancel ice time, it's super hard to get that ice time back. Yeah. Uh, but w- our goal right now, like we have junior ice time uh, every Thursday, and we have uh, two hours of men's. So there's two men's games going on every Thursday as well. Uh, we're hoping, I'm um, crossing my fingers, that we get enough mixed players and women players that we can actually get ice time for these, uh, for these people and, and actually have a, a league in every division.
0: I think it's important, that, and especially here at Sport Calgary, and, and people need to recognize that when we do have these conversations about ice time, that it is multi-users. I know hockey takes up a bulk of it, but then there's figure skating, then there's ringette, then there's broomball, then, then, you know, in the summertime lacrosse, that an arena can really service a lot of groups, and we have to keep that in mind
1: oh yes yeah we do uh, uh, I in my opinion I think hockey should st- take a step back a little bit and let other other different uh, sports get in there and uh, and play uh, get the ice time for it um, because there is so many different sports that, that actually use ice yeah and, and it's frustrating when um, hockey uh, hockey leagues they actually they overbook every time they book ice time they overbook by mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit yeah and then it's hard for other people to get in there for instance brimball it, it, it's we we're always in a fight to get extra ice time. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. I, I would love to live in a city that had a problem of too much ice. Yeah, that, that's the problem. That's the city I would love to live in. Uh, Adam Pelley's with us from the Calgary Broomball Association. We've talked about the history. We've talked about it across the country. Let's talk about it in our city. What do we need to know?
1: How many people play? Uh, right now, uh, we just lost a men's team, so we only have two men's teams left, and our junior uh, uh, league is very small as well. Okay. Last year, I only had anywhere up to five kids out per week. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, uh, the year before, I had up to 20, 25 kids every week, which was which was really awesome to see. Uh, but where the league is dying and there's other sports to be had, so the kids are moving on to soccer and that. But this is why I want to make this an Olympic sport again. So then the kids be like, something to work towards. Absolutely. Be Olympics, right? So yeah. Yeah. That, that's a big thing for me to get that up and going again and, and make it big.
0: Where do you get... Where do the kids come from. Are they, are they predisposition? Do they have families or parents that played broom ball in the past? Are you able to recruit fresh, brand new families to the sport?
1: Uh, most of the players, I would say 99% of them, uh, they've played it in high school or their father played or, or their mother played or whatever. Right. Um, it's actually really hard to get people to commit, like new, newer families, to come out and try it because it is a different sport. You are running on ice. Everybody's kind of like, Ugh, you're running on ice. But we, we, had, we do have special shoes, berm shoes. They have about a half inch of rubber on the bottom. It's really sticky on that ice. So you actually have more grip than people think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like i said it 's really hard to get new families out uh, but if if to get new people out that it 's heard of it or played it in high school it 's a little easier for that yeah, to get them out so yeah
0: it, it seems to me that it would be also a, a great alternative to those concerned about the cost of, of sports, and, and or am I wrong? What's the, what's no, costing like?
1: No, broomball is like a quarter of the cost of hockey. Okay. Um, the equipment is, we have we use actually less equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the equipment we use is uh, shin pads, knee pads, jock, elbow pads, and a helmet. Okay. Now, option, you can have gloves. Like a lot of people use hockey gloves. Now, there is actual broomball gloves yep. and stuff like that. Uh, Now, there's different variations for shin pads and knee pads. You can go with the uh, hockey style, the hard ones, or you can go with volleyball and soccer shin pads. So there's a lot of differences you can go with the the equipment and become a lot cheaper for people. Right Uh, Now, for new people coming out to Brimbal in our league here, we actually supply the sticks and shoes for everybody that comes out to try it for the first few times. Sure. Then after that... Of course, you guys got to get your own. Yeah, uh, but it's they they order it, and it's all you know two weeks away. We'll supply those shoes and sticks for the next two weeks until you get your own stuff. Right. What other organization does that for 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 their players, right? Yeah. So we we actually push that to get people out to try it. And like I say to everybody, come out and try it. If you don't like it, well, guess why you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those yeah. things.
0: Adam, what about uh, you know new Canadians or or somebody you know somebody's coming to this country for the first time and and you know again hockey can be daunting the idea of putting blades on like you say. We all run. We can all run on some some level. Is there a role or room for for
1: you know new Canadians to, to try broomball? Oh my God, yes. Uh, I, I I try to reach out to everybody. Yeah. Because uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, now don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people who who played broomball in their country. And they still actually live here, but they still play for that country. Like, I know some Australians that when the Australia team comes to Worlds, they actually go to wherever they are to play oh, with wow. them. Oh, wow, okay. So I okay. understand they want to play with their own country and yeah. stuff like that. But if you're here in Canada and you don't have a, a, a league or, or any kind of broomball where you're from, mm-hmm. we're here to – we're open arms to everybody. So. Okay.
0: How do, we, uh, how, how do we start? How do we get, uh, how do we get started? Uh, let's talk with
1: kids first, I guess. How, how, how do they go about – finding you and getting started? Uh, we do have a webpage, calgarybrimball.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go on there and sign up. It, the email uh, gets sent to uh, our, our board of directors, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll direct them where they have to go. Now, we've actually had emails from all over Alberta uh, asking about leagues. Now, Lethbridge don't have a league. Edmonton has a little league, like a little lot smaller in Calgary. But, uh, yeah... Most of the thing is web page, people going out looking for the sport. Right. The problem, the huge problem with Broomball is there's no advertising. We're not out there. We're not on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, now, for the past few months where I became president, I've been pushing the social media. Sure. And, and trying to get brochures out there. Sure. we got to get the word out about Broomball. And, and I think if we had the word out there and people really knew what Broomball was and the cost, obviously, they'd be like, wow, this is actually a really cost-efficient sport. It's once a week at the same arena. It's not like you're traveling all over the city to yeah. get to it. Yeah, uh, And I think we'd get more people if we had the marketing and promotion for Broomball.
0: Is, it room, is there room for Broomball to be... A complementary sport for, say, if you're in basketball or soccer or something, because one of the big concerns nowadays is early specialization and they're in one sport all the time and they don't get that cross-training. It seems to me that broomball would be an excellent complementary sport for other sports.
1: Oh yes, cross-training. I tell you the truth, broomball is actually a more physically demanding sport than hockey or football or soccer. Just because you're running on ice and when you go to stop using muscles that some people didn't even know they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That makes uh, sense. It's really good cross-training for, for hockey because all the rules are the same pretty much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's good for soccer because you can still kick the ball and stuff. But yeah, cross-training, we actually reach out to the, the Calgary Football League to get players in. Uh, There, about five, six years ago, we actually had a full team come from football to cross-train. They did it for a year. Some of them didn't like it, so they couldn't put a team back together, so they they went on. So we we dropped another team, obviously. But again, if you don't like it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get back to the cost, the the junior cost. Sure, please. Uh, Yeah. The junior ice time is actually paid for by the Alberta Broomball Association. Okay. Uh, We only charge our juniors $100 for the whole season. The whole season runs from October to March. So that's a long period for $100 for the whole season. Um, we su- now with the juniors, we supply the sticks and shoes for them th- for the whole season. They don't have to go buy them at all. So, it's, it seems, so you're telling me from uh, October into
0: the spring, uh, once a week, $100, and my child can be out
1: there playing broomball? Broomball, yeah. That's so, pretty cost effective, Adam. It is, and this is why we push it so much. Yeah. Um, the The only thing we ask them to bring is a helmet. Sure. Uh, anybody under the age of eighteen has to have a face shield mm-hmm. or a cage. Mm-hmm. Um, now we recommend at least knee pads. Yeah. Uh, elbow pads is really nice as well. So if they do fall, uh, I do. I'm a junior coach and coordinator as well. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of uh, uh, drills where they get down on their knees, and they get, uh, have to control them getting back up off the ice. It's okay. A, it's a big thing. Yeah. So they're not, you know, flaring over the ice and hurting somebody and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, we recommend these types of things for uh, uh, for the juniors to come out and play. Even, even adults now, we recommend at least knee pads. Sure. So if they do fall, you know, they're not hurting themselves. But
0: what really excites me about what you just told me is that um, you're a great opportunity for – kids from disadvantaged backgrounds because we know that kids sport can easily cover that cost and we know the commerce sports equipment bank can help with those equipment costs really there's a great opportunity here for kids who for whatever
1: reason are trapped outside of sport to get involved in sport oh yeah especially the the people that can't afford like hockey Hockey's so expensive and i think that's the reason why uh the canadian Broomball federation really looks at okay Let's make this cheaper in hockey. Yeah. Maybe we can get a lot of people that say, you know what, hockey's way too expensive. Yeah. We're going to go into broomball at hundred dollars a year. What can you what can you buy for hundred dollars? No, space?
0: exactly. No, no, it's it's fantastic. Adam Pelly is our guest from the Calgary Broomball Association. You mentioned a little bit about development. Let's talk about developing broomball players. Um, what what kind of coaching do they get? What kind of things go into the development of broomball
1: players? Uh, right now, we're we're the whole. Uh, Broomball Federation is so small. There's not a whole lot going into it. Now, there is a, a coaching clinics that you can attend, which we, we have one coming up here in August uh, mm-hmm. for a bunch of us uh, to attend. Um, it actually recognizes us. Uh, the, the, uh, Sport Canada actually recognizes if we are uh, uh, registered coaches. Certified, yeah. Certified coaches. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, you know, we get funding for that, and then we can put more stuff back into it. But development, there is, uh, we do try to do uh, practice ice time for people. We get people out to train people, the different shots, the different passes that you have. The running on ice is completely different than running on, like, a field, soccer field. Right. Uh, you're more flat-footed when you're running, stuff like that. So there is, there is uh, quite a variety of training programs out there for new people coming into it, which is really nice. Yeah.
0: Is it a hard sport to pick up?
1: In my opinion, no. Yeah. I've been, like I said, I've been playing since I was 12 years old. My father uh, uh, played. That's how I got into the sport. Sure. My father's 63 years old. He still plays. He does, eh? Yeah. There's actually a gentleman back home. He's 74, and he still goes out every week and plays. It's amazing to see. It doesn't matter how old you are. This sport's for everybody. Yeah. Sport yeah. for life, really. Sport for life, yeah. That, wow. that is a big big thing we try to push as well. Yeah. Wow. Um, there, there's a few different divisions I want to explain. Yeah, that. yeah, please. Uh, there's juniors, there's mixed, so there's men and women's. Okay. The age range for that is uh, from 20 all the way up to uh, 60, 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no body contact in juniors or mixed. Uh, the women's... Uh, there's full body contact in women's division and men's division is elite in men's and so there's body contact in there and then there's even masters for the for the people that's over 40 years old. Okay. So there's no body contact in that either. Wow. Do
0: we have um, do we have role
1: models? Do we have great Canadian broomball
0: players that you know stand out as heroes within the sport.
1: Um. Yes and no. Uh, There is a Brumball Hall of Fame. Okay. So they do uh, introduce people that's been playing for a long time. The gentleman I was talking with, 73, his name is Sticky Young. Pretty sure he's in line. Did you say Sticky? Sticky Young. That's fantastic. This is is Nick Dave. He he got. They couldn't get the ball off a (laughs) stick. Fair enough. So they call him Sticky. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's in line to be uh, uh, in the Hall of Fame, but there's no real big. Uh, uh, broomball players, because when it was back in the day, they never really looked at that. They were, you know, trying to build a sport and make it an Olympic sport, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, now yeah. after it got uh, put on the back burner of the Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, they slowly started looking at Hall of Fame and putting people in the Hall of Fame and trying to create this this uh, section of it, so it's good to see that they are, are looking towards that type of uh, uh, recognition for people.
0: So, Adam, uh, I'm fast, maybe we'll finish on this. I'm fascinated you brought it up numerous times. How do you go about, how does Broomball go about getting back into
1: the Olympics? How will you ha- make that happen? Uh, getting promotion, getting more people into this sport is the huge thing. Uh, we need the numbers. We need participation level. Uh, again, we, there's 16 countries in total that actually play Broomball. Right. Uh, there's theres four or five countries that are not recognized by the uh, International Federation of Broomball. Uh, we got to get reach out to them and, and create uh, uh, government bodies for them to to get involved uh, for that. Uh, once we start getting participation level through all these countries, then we can start. Hey, we have these criteria now. Mm-hmm. We reached them all for the Olympics. Maybe we can uh, uh, go to the Olympic Committee and say, "Hey, here's we are here we are with this all this stuff. Can we put this back in there?" So, and again, participation level, that is the biggest thing for anything that uh, Broomball does. We need people to come out and play, and it's so cost-efficient, why wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: and, and I imagine for an Olympic you know, Olympic participation, you'd really want both men's and women's competition, wouldn't you?
1: Uh, elite men's, elite women's, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, we want, we're looking at mix as well. As an Olympic sport? As an Olympic sport, yeah. Because, you know, I play men's and mix. Uh, I actually love mix. It's a lot of fun playing with the women. Yeah. Um, But we're even looking at juniors for the Olympics as well. So under 18, uh, uh, 14 to 19, sorry, is the age limit for juniors. So we're even looking at Olympics for them. 2026 doable? Uh, As of right now, I I don't think so. Okay, so a little further out than that? A little further. I got my fingers crossed for it, but we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Okay. Adam, how can people find you? How can people get involved? And who should get involved?
1: Everybody should get involved in Broomball. It doesn't matter who you are, uh, uh, how old you are. It doesn't matter. Um, How you get a hold of us is... uh, Go to our website, CalgaryBroomball.com. You can email us at CBABroomball at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at Pelly.Adam at gmail.com.
0: I've I've so much enjoyed this conversation. It's a sport that I've you know I've dabbled in a little bit, but you know again my brief time in Saskatchewan, I just remember how important it was in Esteban and the people that played it. Absolutely love it. Like, still, absolutely
1: love it. There's actually still people out of there that I know. Oh, do that still play ball, Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. They actually sent a team from Saskatchewan to our national 2018 nationals this year in Manitoba, and I actually got to met a couple people from there.
0: Yeah, it's a great sport. Adam, thank you for this. You're welcome. Thank you.